Jesus. He's our, our passion. I'll just be straight to the point. He's our drugs. I'm not even going to mess around. He's just our hard drugs. Jesus is my heroin, my meth, my cocaine, my acid. He's my mushrooms. He's my DMT. But no doubt about it, he's my ecstasy for every eye to see that we're high on the glory. Not to be confused with Satan's counterfeit of the flesh, because this is the virgin realm. God said to me today, the reason why you feel so high today, and it's so clean and so pure, is you went from love glory into virgin love glory. We entered the love glory August 28th of this year. The, we've been in the joy glory for about 10, 11 years. And I've had, you know, a thousand prophecies of going to the next degree, you know, but I'm like, well, I'll follow you. And none of them went. So I guess it just finally had to birth out of our ministry, you know, but they're always telling you like, here's the higher way, but why don't you lead me into the higher way? And nothing ever happened, fizzled out, warfare ate them up and no one went any higher. And we kind of sit around in the joy realm for 10 years. Like, I know this isn't the promised land. I mean, this is truly what's happened with this ministry last decade. We've been in the drunken glory for a decade since April of 2008, just fried on joy oil. And I know the love realm is the promised land. It's like, but how do you get in? How do you get into the love glory out of the joy glory? The joy glory is great, but you're just high all the time and laughing all the time. But it's not perfect. It's by far not perfect. It's good. It's acceptable. There's a lot of fun stuff in the joy glory. You'll have miracles, signs and wonders, gifts, healings, and you can have revival in the joy glory, but it's not the promised land. It's not the fullness of what's available. And the love glory actually comes out of union with one another. I never knew that. You have to be able to find the promised land in each other's hearts and let the Father commune with the Father. Let the Lamb commune with the, with the Lamb. Your spirit gets caught up in the love triangle of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in others, and your hearts explode in union, love, glory. And then you have the union, love, glory, because you have the same Father working inside each other's hearts. We've all been born of the same Father, one Father of us all, one Spirit raising us all from the dead together. But how do you experience that greater glory? You have to find the glory in each other. That's truly what the treasure is, the treasure hunting. Glory. I'm whacked out of my mind. The highest day of my life today. I don't even care. I'm getting so undone from the flesh that I don't even care how dumb it looks in the flesh anymore. You thought we were undignified in joy glory the last decade? You haven't seen anything yet. I mean, this is like... Joshua the high priest taking his white turban off his head, using it as a loincloth, and then whipping everybody in their holy place. Running around Israel like real revival and virgin purity. <laughs> Everything complete white out today. White roses, white beds, white King Jesus, white bride of Christ. And just seeing the, the perfect purity of the virgin King, Jesus Christ. This is the most important thing you'll ever get involved in is the joy, the peace, the love, and then in the love, the perfect refinement into virgin love. That's the exquisiteness of the Father. That's the perfection of the new covenant. That's the realm of the Holy of Holies. Perfect virgin love 
of God the Father's glory burning through your entire hearts and minds, fully sanctified unto absolute God the Father's level of purity and holiness and virginity of Jesus Christ. Isaiah 7.14 The Lord Himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will name him God among us. We read that and we're like, oh, that's Jesus 2,000 years ago, which is true. But then you ask Jesus into your heart. And how did he come in first, John? By sperm. You've been born again of the incorruptible sperm of God. That's what it says in Greek, sperma in Greek. The sperm, the seed, or you could say the cum of God came into your spirit and recreated you as a different creation in Christ. It's true. It's accurate. That's what the Bible says. So when you have all of that hot sperm swimming around in your spirit, guess what you're birthing? The kingdom of heaven. The virgin will be a child. Now, if you ever get out of virginity and get into perversion, the child's aborted. The child dies. It's true. So you get back into virginity and you learn how to birth the divine child. First Timothy, you're saved by birthing the divine child. Is what it says in Greek, not saved by childbearing. Otherwise, you wouldn't need Jesus. You could just have kids and go to heaven. You're saved by birthing the divine child by being filled in your spirit with the divine sperm. Clearly written in the Bible, not bizarre teaching, accurate teaching from Scripture, filled with the Holy Spirit and attested to by the angels on every word. God gets you pregnant every day. If I'm not pregnant and drunk every day, I, I had a bad day. And we just start over tomorrow as mercy's new tomorrow. We get drunk and we get pregnant. We live as pregnant drunks in the glory realm. It's true. You want to be a leader? I want to see your pregnancy test positive every day. And I want to see your inebriation level off the charts every day. Drunk and pregnant. High and pregnant on the glory of God, on the word of God, on the kingdom of God, and everything of God being birthed out your face and your faces going from glory to glory. Because you don't birth it out your birth canal, men. You don't birth it out your pooper. You birth it out your face, okay? Because this ain't natural. This ain't natural. This is supernatural. This is the kingdom dimension realm of what Adam walked in as the creator and what Eve walked in as Lady Wisdom before the fall. That's where you're going. Every man a creator, every woman Lady Wisdom. The full restoration of all things according to the book of Proverbs. That's not talking about God and Jesus. That's talking about Adam and Eve. That's talking about you and I in the fullness of the glory of God. Every man a creator, every woman, Lady Wisdom. Glory to God. Yep. In the full creative ability of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit through your hearts and minds constantly and counting the flesh as nothing, having the mind not connected to the flesh, not a single word interpreted by the flesh. You can't be offended when you're this deep in the glory by anything because everything's prophetic, it's perfect, it's virgin, it's pure, it's holy. Only to the defiled are all things defiled, but to the pure, all things are pure, it is written. So when you come into this level of virgin purity and holiness, everything prophesies about God all the time with nothing about the flesh, meaning nothing about the devil. The devil can't steal this realm. It's too virgin. It's too pure. You can talk about all the craziest stuff in the Bible in this realm, all the craziest stuff in the world in this realm, but if you're walking in perfect virgin love holiness, it all belongs to Jesus. 
That's how the virgin love consumes all flesh. That's how flesh feels the love of God. You want people to feel the love in their flesh? They have to. No one can get genuinely saved unless they feel the love of God in their flesh. Because that's your sense gate. Your touch gate has to feel this virgin love in order to be saved. It's not just a theological prescription because we're not getting born again into the Levitical code. We're not becoming the sons and daughters of religion. We're becoming the sons and daughters of glory, grace and freedom and abundant life. The sons and daughters of the Garden of Eden, not the sons and daughters of the curse of the fallen Egypt. Come on, somebody. We're not born into slavery, into religion. We're born into glory, into freedom and abundant life. And you do this by purity. You do this by attaching and renewing your mind to God the Father and the Lamb in your heart. Jesus, come into my heart. Now, why don't we know Him in our hearts? Because we're tested of religion every day. Religion says that Jesus has not come in the flesh. The spirit of Antichrist denies the reality that Christ came into your flesh. Now He's outside you. Serve the external Jesus. Serve He who's in the world. Don't serve the greater one in you. Serve He who's in the world. Raise your hands to heaven and serve He who's in the world. Commands every charismatic church in the planet right now out of Jezebelic bewitchment. And they have good intentions, but listen, good intentions is the wide path to destruction. My people perish for lack of revelation because they don't even know what the new covenant is. We've been serving Jezebel, you guys. And now we're going to start serving the Father and the Lamb in each other, and that's what opens up the love glory. You have to be fully God inside-minded and fully repented of all God outside-minded Jezebelic mixture. It's true. You have to come into the new covenant and come out of the old covenant is exactly what it is. The old covenant is God outside because he was outside because he couldn't get inside because the lamb hadn't been slain. Still had a seared conscience. Now that the conscience cleansed by the sprinkling of the blood, Hebrews chapter 9, he comes inside and now through your cleansed conscience, your mind hooks into the real throne of God and the lamb. Colossians 1.27, the hope of realizing the glory of Christ fully in you. And all the enemy does is say, he's not in you. And so your head's cut off from the new covenant and the kingdom realm inside your own spirit and is stuck in the external realm looking for God on the outside. He doesn't exist in that realm. That's the realm of Song of Songs where the night watchman beats you up. You're looking for my beloved. He's gone away and I can't find him. And then I encountered the night watchman. They raped me, it says in Hebrew. It says that they violently raped my soul. They injured me severely, and that's the testimony of every single person after they're born again gets raped violently by religious devils. If you haven't, well, you get saved in the promised land. We're a kind of a ministry that can spare you from all the rape of religion because we bring forth the promised land in this ministry. That's our destiny scroll. But in the past, it's been part of every Christian's journey. And can you get over the bitterness of being so severely hurt by religion after you're born again? Looking for your beloved, trying to find Jesus, searching for God, searching for the the glory of God, searching for my destiny and what God has for me in this world, my spouse, my ministry, my business, everything, the longings of my heart. Where is he? But I'm cut off from him in my heart. And I'm stuck in the external realm and the seven principalities of Satan and his angels raped me and hurt me severely. Every one of us has that testimony at the sound of my voice today. Not a single one does not. 
Because that's the, that's the story of Song of Songs. That's the story of coming out of the wilderness, coming out of the snake pit, coming out of the flesh, coming out of the religious deception, and then finding my beloved inside my garden. I went down into my garden, into my spirit, where the sacred spices grow. And I found the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit fully within my own belly. My spiritual stomach is my rich treasury of glory. And I've learned to fall in love with Him inside me. And now I drink from the springs of intimacy of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit inside me. And I'm constantly refreshed. Not looking for it on the outside. On the outside... I can use my mouth like a two-edged sword and speak revelation into people's hearts and get them to awaken to Christ in them also. And you can speak such words that it, it completely melts their soul with divine love. People will feel the love on every word, saturated and marinated, and the and the cleaner and the more virgin the word, in extravagant love, the more they'll feel it and the more they'll honor you. The more they'll feel it, and the more they'll honor you. They'll feel it, they'll honor you, they'll say, what he has is real. That's where we're going as a company here, as the vanguard of Joel's army. They will feel the sincerity, they will feel the purity, they will feel the power of the Father's love inside every container of our words, and we'll never miss the mark. We'll declare a thing and see it established. Every word with creative power. Every word with angels obeying every word. It is written, Book of Psalms. Amen. Because you have the fullness of deity in bodily form. Every Christian does. Only when you come out of the wilderness of being cut off from Him and discover Him in the promised land inside you, do you begin to get everything you speak. Because you fall in love and you only want His will to be done. So you don't speak any prayer or anything outside the Father's will because you're not foolish anymore. All that foolishness of the wilderness, all that selfishness of the wilderness is gone. You become a mature bride. A mature bride that knows God's goodness on the inside. A mature bride that knows the Lamb, that wants union with the Lamb, that has sacrificed herself from all the pleasures of the flesh, from all the pleasures of the world, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. And you live out of that pure and perfect virgin union with King Jesus all the time. And from that realm, you will devour all flesh. That's the virgin love realm that conquers the world. That's where we're going. This is our promised land, this white realm, this white rose realm, and it's a canopy of a marriage carriage. I see the marriage carriage canopy the last couple days, yesterday and today, and it's covered in white roses, and I see the white bed of Jesus and the bride, and it's just pure virgin love. Divine intimacy on a level of virginity that will restore you so completely and thoroughly that you won't have any negative memory back through your past, even pre-in utero, preconception. You'll begin to remember who you were as a spirit before you were formed in your mother's womb, as it is written in Jeremiah. Before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. Knowing you means intimate fellowship, yada in Hebrew. I had intimate fellowship with you in eternity past. You were a thought in God the Father before you were formed in your mother's womb. And everything that's happened to you through the valley of the shadow of death, this earth dimension in the flesh, gets healed so that you don't even have a negative memory. That's what's happening to me. I look back through my past, and I used to be so angry, so bitter. I have I've had such the craziest things happen my entire life. 
jail, juvie, I mean, uh, treatment. I was in two years of treatment before I was 21. I was such a severe addict. Lived in 24 different U.S. states, including Canada, before I was 18. I mean, I've seen murder. I've seen execution-style murder. I've seen the most severe atrocities that exist in North America my entire life. And God is so thoroughly healing me that I don't even have negative memories anymore. That I go back into my childhood and I can just remember my mom having taco night or double-stuffed potatoes or the, how she always had a bowl of carrots and celery in water in the fridge for us kids to snack on after school. Like, I can't even remember anything bad in my past. That's how the glory heals your memories in your heart. It did happen. Yes, Satan's real, but he's dissolving as you get healed in the glory. Like, you don't have any wounds anymore. You can't even pull anything out of your treasure house, out of your heart, except the good things in life. Even if it was only one good thing that ever happened to you in the last 75 years of your life on earth, which I know is an exaggeration. But even that one thing, that's all that would remain, and it would just be the Father in that one thing. And you just live in that one realm where it's like that one good thing that happened to me in 75 years on earth is my promised land. And I'm in the Shekinah glory and I'm burning in that realm. I'll live in that realm and God will open it up so now only good things will happen to me because I'm surrounded by His virginity. That's the key to this love dimension. Virginity. And I'm not talking about not having sex with your husbands and wives. I'm not talking about that. You need wisdom in this realm because this is a realm of fullness of wisdom as well. Love without wisdom is shallow and empty and vanity. So you need a lot of wisdom. Get in Proverbs in the message. Get in Proverbs in the passion. Get in Proverbs in the Amplified Classic and get wisdom. And though it costs you everything, get understanding. My words are laced with it, but the carnal mind still can misunderstand everything and equate it to do's and don'ts in the natural dimension and then take these words and put them under the curse of the fall, which is absolute blasphemy. So you have to take these words and, and sacrifice your soul, put them in your heart, and come into the glory through your heart. Not your head, through your heart. Not a single prophetic word ever spoken in the history of prophecy has been for the flesh. Not one. Not a single one. But 99% of the time, they interpret it in the flesh, initially, and then it kills the flesh and it hatches the spirit. So you have to come into the place where it's zero carnal-minded interpretation, no brain interpretation, 100% heart interpretation. Our promised land is in each other's hearts, not each other's heads. The head is the place of division and faction and strife and envy and every negative demon in hell. The heart is the promised land, and as the heart is so built up in the prophetic word and in union glory and in virgin intimacy with God and with your neighbor, then that realm overtakes the brain and crucifies it with Christ so you don't have any negative thing amongst each other. That's where society is going. Our hearts completely built up and overflowing through our heads and learning to love each other as God first loved us in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Partner with Red Letter Ministries, magnify this ministry. Listen, I just want to say one thing about partnership with this ministry. A local church called Eaglebrook just raised $2 million to build a building that will only house 2,000 people its entire life. 2 million for 2,000. 
We have reached 500,000 already this month of October. Your finances go a thousand times further than your local church when you sow into Red Letter Ministries. So use wisdom in your finances and, uh, and give according to the great harvest. Give according to how many people will be touched and transformed worldwide. Don't just give out of tradition. Give out of wisdom and revelation. We're hitting hundreds of thousands right now, and we know what we're doing. We have a whole media team assembled, and we're paying them on staff. We're going after this thing. We're going to conquer the media mountain, and we're anointed to do it. Donate at redlerman.com, and we'll see you tomorrow. Amen.